15 to 3. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Osmond steps into a long distance jumper. Allen to the bucket. He crushes it home. Off the Garland for three. He knocks it down. Drummond toward Valanciunas. Finds a cutter in the Coro, and a Coro thunders it home. By Kyrie. Sexton got it back. Nance for the tie. He knocks it down. Love hands it off the Sexton feed. By seven. And uh, Cleveland, this is for you. Hey, Chris Manning here from Lockdown Cavs. Coming up on today's show, Evan and I are going to talk about Cavs Bulls, a game the Cavs won pretty handily, Dylan Windler, and a whole bunch more. I um, also want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Locker Room. Download their app and join Evan and I this week. Thursday at 6 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker room, changing the way we talk about sports. Evan, this was a fun one. This was a fun game. It was. I mean, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of my five number one victory royales in a row on Fortnite. I'm fully in on that one. It's a fun game. If y'all want to play with me sometime, let me know. But yeah, no, this is a fun game. But what was your question? I feel like you had something for me. Well, so how deep are you in the Fortnite now? Uh, not deep, deep. I spent the seven dollars on the battle pass just so I can get the content that comes with it. I'm like level twenty five, I think. Um, I play like two or three matches a night and then walk away satisfied. I've won five in a row, like I said. So um having a good time um i don't understand any of the lore stuff like that it's like a pixar movie whenever i watch the cutscenes, so just right over my head chris and i are on camera so hand over the head there but um i have firmly decided i hope the next like bonus content because neymar um for you soccer folks out there is the dlc character that i'm getting with the battle pass and i'm pretty stoked for that what? as you know as, as you know as a soccer aficionado yeah, yeah big, I big paris german head big fan of of the pochettino era yeah yeah i can play as neymar in fortnite which will be fun but what i really want is a forrest gump skin like you can get vietnam forrest gump you can get his air cortez's when he's running with his big beard forrest gump you can get i cut the grass for free forrest gump because he invested in that fruit company there are so many options and so much lore you could rope into this because this is the only game where i've seen master chief i've seen the flash i've seen raven i've seen deadpool thanos is a playable character at one point um Aquaman, Batman. Aquaman, Batman. There's so many options, so much Mando. versatility. Mandalorian, yeah, like Kratos from God of War. There's so many options. It's so fun. Um, yeah, but I, I want Forrest Gump as the next DLC character, and for some reason, whenever I talk about things I want on this podcast, they seem to happen. If you follow me on social, that's how I became an influencer for Bud Light and Michelob Ultra. So, Fortnite, if you happen to be listening, hit me up. We can get to old Tom Hanks to record the lines, too. It's not like he's doing anything right now during COVID. We will uh, we will talk about this after, but there's a whole Fortnite Batman comic thing this week that is that has been an incredible thing to watch. It's it's quite dumb, but Evan, let's talk about Cavs Bulls. So that wasn't Cav- dumb. That wasn't dumb. This was this game was quite a bit of fun. The Cleveland Cavaliers win this game, one twenty one to one hundred five. Darius Collins in 30.7 assists. Darius Garland 25 on eight of thirteen shooting. Had four assists and was four four from three. Isaiah Hartenstein and Larry Nance both had 10 off the bench. Torian Prince at 8 off the bench. Cleveland outscored Chicago 34-12 to in the first quarter. Evan, let's get into awards. Your MVP is whom? 
Well, I want to give a quick shout out to Greg Butner, Super Buckner. Excuse Buck. me. Super- you mean Buck? <clears throat> Uncle Buck himself. Um, his Superman socks. Those were pretty cool. I respect that as a man who has a tries to have a sock game. That's one fun fact about me, Chris. You can see I have Super Mario socks on tonight. Um, I respect that. But my MVP pick. It's one of the two of the sex land backcourt. I think they should just be co-MVPs, and I wonder if you agree with me on this one, but yes. I'll go with either of them. Like, you and I agree. It's Colin Sexton and Darius Garland together. Those two were incredible tonight. Like, Darius from three. Colin is making really good reads. He had seven. He led the team in assists. Colin was the engine that kept this offense moving, and people think I'm critical of Colin all the time, but, like, when you look at these ugly losses and Colin has to sit out, I'm like, yeah, well, the Cavs are missing, like, 25-ish points a night right now. So, no, they were phenomenal. Um, this team is fun when they're at full strength, and these two were the most fun because they're showing so much maturity and composure out there, and it's just it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, like Sexton having seven assists was like a really important thing. Like I, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Garland. You know, this was like a game where like it was interesting to see Garland be a little more shot aggressive than I can. I think I can really remember him being in a lot of cases, and Sexton sort of picked up some of the playmaking stuff. I mean, like they were the fuel that was pushing the cast forward. Unless, like, you know, you got some good stuff from Kevin Love, you got some good stuff from Isaac Okoro. Um, but those were the two guys really pushing things forward, and that's like a good sign. Like if they're sort of like your two offensive engines, your young offensive of engines like yes you want kevin love to support them yes you want all these other things um with the franchise to sort of like work and have support with other guys and because they're not going to ever just carry the burden on their own that's never how this exactly works but like them helping and them being sort of strong in that way is just like i think a, a really positive sign for them um I, I so I agree. I think we just go sex line as a duo and, and we move on here evan stat of the night for me is is pretty simple Darius Garland, fastest Cleveland Cavalier in history, and I think they said 107 games to reach three, 200 made career three-pointers. So salute to Darius. Uh, funny that he has hit that considering like we're like take more three, sir, but uh, salutes to him. For that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and my, that's, a, that's a really good stat for Darius, and it's impressive with how much he's grown, especially in recent games, at least, and how confident he looks from beyond the arc. That was, like, one of our biggest gripes early this season is he wasn't confident taking those threes. But my stat coincides with that as well. It's just the Cavs took 35 threes tonight. They were kind of fires away. I know I tweeted and said it was cool beans, and it really is. It's just nice to see the Cavs kind of embrace a modern offense. Kevin Love being the majority of those, he was nearly a third of those. Ten three-pointers att- three attempted. The Cavs only made 16 of them, but that's okay. They, they blew the doors off Chicago. So this was a good game for the Cavs. And this is indicative of what they need to do offensively instead of just kind of being a team that attacks from the inside then works their way outwards. Why don't you just bomb away from three sometimes too? It doesn't hurt. Yeah, and like I think the variety of threes they got in this game, you know, like there yeah. was Darius coming off pin downs. Darius um, hit three pull up three pointers in this game, um, which was which was quite impressive. Kevin was doing stuff like you know you know like you know Larry took two and hit one from the corner, which I think is a good place to kind of push him and do certain stuff. Even Delhi, um, of all people, hit one. So like all of this is sort of, um, <laughs> I, I think like a really positive thing. Evan, um, what is your what is your play of the night? It's two plays in one but it's Darius hitting a two of his four threes which were step backs there's one with 444 left in the third quarter and then three minutes and 56 seconds left in the fourth quarter they're just both big shots those are shots I'm not really used to seeing Darius take still because like I said he's so tentative at times this season from the perimeter and just really encouraging to see him just kind of pull back and rip it and uh kind of you know shouts to John Bayline just 
shouts to uh, kind of real one. Jarius was really hitting him from Nashville tonight, and it was just an impressive night from him. And this, those two threes were the two biggest ones for me. How about you? Yeah, I, I think those are – I just want to talk about those for a second more because I think those were just, like, absolutely impressive three-pointers. And, like, he's, these are deep pull-ups. These are deep, like, quick shots that he's taking. And, like, he's looking for the shots. And those are shots that can bend to defense, right? Like, those are shots that you can look at them and you can say, you know what? Like, these are things that we can really use as a, as a way for Darius to, to kind of bend the defense and kind of um, make up for it in a certain way. Right? Like, I mean, those are just, like, sort of important – things to, to kind of evolve Darius's Darius's game. Bevin, mine mine is going to be an Isaac Okoro pick six from the third quarter. Um, Isaac had two like really powerful dunks in this quarter. Like was was pretty good in that sense. But in this play in particular, he's he's playing help defense off of Patrick Williams. He's shading way away from Kobe White, and he just pops his hand out into the passing lane, nips it, and gets a big. He got way up there, one handed slam on the other end. Just, like, really, really good defense from him. Like, Jackson Frank, our, our friend, wrote about this at, at Up Rocks, and uh, you should go read that piece. I'll link it in the show notes if you haven't seen it. But, like, Isaac just being in the passing lane and, like, reacting that quickly and just eating that passing lane up because the pass was lazy is just awesome. The dude's really good. He's just oh, he's really good on the defensive end already. I have a question for you. Um, this came from our Discord server, but one of our users was discussing it. Uh, should I say listener, not user? It makes it sound like we're some sentient like government program or something but um would you consider isaac how high would you rank him as a defensive player so like just at this point in his career like his rookie season to now like where would you rank him as a defensive player in this league because the person said they were top 25 and i wasn't there yet but isaac is pretty damn good at times top 25 feels bold because he's still a rookie yeah um I don't know. I, I, how about I will, I don't have a good answer because this is, I, I will answer this when we do our locker room tomorrow at, at 6 p.m. or today at 6 p.m. if we're listening on Thursday. Yeah, that sounds good to me. It's a good, good cop out to prepare. I respect it. So, Chris, I think that's going to wrap it up for our recaps. We have some bills to pay, though, stealing your line here. Why don't you tell us about, or why don't you give us a word from our sponsor, Theragun? Yeah, so Theragun is back here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And look, you don't want to let the, the daily stress of life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who's absolutely not an elite athlete, who's just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury or just the stresses of everyday life there's no substitute for the theragun gen 4 the oled screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future just go to their site and check it out and the theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines try theragun for 30 days starting at only 199 dollars go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your gen 4 theragun today that's theragun.com slash locked on theragun.com slash locked on this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th to May 1st. 
All right, Evan, let's dive into what else is going on here with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So sort of like we got a bunch of news on Wednesday that I think we should sort of dive into. We'll do standings last. Dude, like it was this. a barrage of news. And shout out to number one Cavs beat writer Ashley Bastock. She needed to catch her breath at one point, it feels like, because she had to hit do story after story after story. And we're going to break it down for you guys today. So uh, where, where do you want to start? Let's, you want to, let's go least consequential to most consequential. So why don't you start with whatever you feel is the least consequential? This is kind of a loaded question. It feels like um, least consequential is J.B. Bickerstaff being out because Buckner had a pretty good game coaching the Cavs, and he really didn't do much different than what J.B. usually does. Maybe play Dean Wade a little bit more at the three, but that was a good win for Buck. Um, really surprised, honestly. I'm surprised Antonio Lang didn't get the nod, but well, you know what? I guess maybe J.B. knows more than we do at times, right? Well, he's known him for a while, and I wonder if there's just there's just like probably like reasons for that, you know? Um, there's probably just like some logistical reasons. That yeah, Buckner... Sense did share that jb did coach him at one point and that he's very close with jb and his family so maybe it's just a resume building opportunity who knows what's up yeah and buckner was like one of the last additions to the cap staff if not the absolute last addition to the cap staff um so the other news that i think is sort of on the tertiary of what's going on here is um i mean i can't say his name can you just say his name for me so i can hear it i need to hear it fiondu kaganbele Fiondu Kagenbele signed a second 10-day contract. He played 24 seconds or something like that late in this game. Hell um, yeah, he played 24 seconds, brother. He was a monster in those 24 seconds. He put up zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, zero everything. He was incredible. I, I think this just makes sense from a depth perspective. And yeah, like if you, if you if you're if he's like at all on your radar as like a as a two way guy, then this sort of makes sense if you're kind of weighing that in some way. No, it for sure makes sense. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, why aren't the Cavs using their ten days to sign Mo Wagner or something like that?" And friend of the pod, Justin Rowe, did point this out. Like a stretch five who really can't stretch the floor very well is not really what the Cavs needs right now. And why not kind of take a stab at a very athletic prospect in Kagan Bailey, who probably wasn't worth the first round pick by the Clippers. The Clippers did not draft well under Docker. I think probably he was a, not worth. He definitely wasn't. I'm trying to be nice, Chris. He's only like in his early twenties. Look, like that. That just it's just not. It's just it just hasn't worked out. But and that's okay. That happens. But yeah. Yeah, no, for show, for show, but I don't know. It's just, was he drafted under Doc? That was my point. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Doc Rivers Clippers did not use their first round picks very well. Let's just be frank here. Um, Lawrence Frank, to be exact. But, um, I don't know. This is the Cavs just kind of taking a stab at a young athletic prospect who maybe works out. I don't think he's going to make it past the second 10 day. I think the Cavs will utilize it to sign another player or maybe just leave it open because by that point the Cavs will be kind of wrapping down their season a little bit or wrapping up their season I'd say because English I guess but I don't know I think it's fun but like Mo Wagner is a stretch five who can't stretch the floor at all and I know like we joked about it with the chase down boys that he can get a familiar the Cavs can at least get a fair familiarity with the Wagner family and then if they end up with the eighth or ninth pick because of standings they can draft Franz but um I don't. I don't know. I just. It's. It is what it is. He's emergency depth, break glass, and kind of case of emergency kind of depth. Let's say Larry's sideline again. Knock on wood. Or Jared is still showing a little bit of sluggishness after his concussions. Knock on wood. Or Kevin Love gets a mandatory rest day. Probably don't need to knock on wood for that if it was inevitable. Um, Kagan Bailey makes sense for that. I don't know. I'm not too too upset for the Cavs. Like, 
you take looks at these guys and you say, hey, are they worth keeping in house and developing? And so far, like they use their two way contracts on like Dean Wade and Lamar Stevens. And those turned out to be success stories. Like Roger Thomas, not so much. Kagan Bailey might be, might be, or might be not so much. Who knows? But it's just, I don't know. I'm not too upset about it. I, I'm not upset about it. I'm like glad he's getting a check. I just, it's just, it is what it is. Um, Evan, last news, and I think the most important news, and, and the only really sad news here is that Dylan Windler has undergone uh, oh, a knee God. surgery. I'm glad we both thought this was the most pressing, because that's what I thought it was a loaded question for him. Like, is he trying to get me to say the Dylan Windler news isn't the most pressing news for the Cavs? No, I just wanted. To, I was trying to get you to say the the Kagamelia's name. Oh. I mean, the cap sent us an email quite literally on how to pronounce his name. Evan, I have heard this name said so many times, and it is just not clicking in my very white brain, and I super apologize. Anyway, Dylan Windler. Um, under- All right, class, together, we're going to say it one more time. It's Fee on Do Cabin Fee on Do Cabin I've heard John, I li- I heard John Michael say it a lot tonight, and yes, but uh, so Dylan Windler um, has undergone knee surgery. He's going to be out indefinitely. He hasn't played since March 26th. Um, which I think is impartially due to injury, but it was also that time where, like, we saw him in that that uh, knee wrap on the sideline, and I was like, "Hey, is something wrong?" And JB was like, "I don't know." Um, Chris Manning, sharp as a sharp as a tack here on Lockdown Cavs, but um, he's going to a hip surgery to address the quote on, address ongoing patella tendon tendon tendonopathy tendopathy tendon whatever concerns. I can't read tonight; it's just tough. And then it was decided okay, upon. We're gonna we're gonna do this together now too. Okay, tendonopa- gonna, tendonopathy. Let me tendopathy. Me, the email's loading. Please <clears throat> just ongoing patella tendinopathy yeah i'm just i'm a little in my head right now but anyway so he's gonna he had imaging done on the knee he had the surgery in chicago um with a consult from a Cavs doctor he's gonna be out um for an indefinite amount of time just kind of a bummer really oh yeah big bummer um John Bayline broke Dylan Windler during summer league, and it just kind of feels like that was the first domino that fell. And this kid cannot stay healthy, and it's just a shame because last season the Cavs honestly felt that if Dylan Windler came out like a gangbuster and was able to hit it from three like he theoretically was supposed to, that they could bench Colin Sexton for him and start him and Darius Garland together. Jason Lloyd said this, by the way, not me. Like, But, you know, if Lloyd says that there might be some merit to it as well but at the same time like injuries just can't get at injuries and dylan cannot get out of each other's path and it just sucks because in theory he's a very fun player i don't think the Cavs have properly utilized him they should use him more in pin down sets and try to get him open looks from three to really see if he is such a three-point threat like they say he is but they used him more of a slasher a tertiary playmaker and usually a positional or sometimes help defender which works because he was good at all those he's not actively harmful to the team while he's out there sometimes maybe when he jacks up some threes he can be a little bit more harmful but maybe this will be the surgery that gets him right but we'll see it's just a bummer like i jokingly texted saying like i'm kind of out on him um i just wonder like how many more times the Cavs can kind of like wait for this to happen before they move like they'll keep him on the roster hope he gets better but maybe move on and find another three-point specialist to bring in maybe it's Corey kispert i don't know (laughs) that got bleak at the end there um Oh, it's only going to get darker when they play the Wizards next week. They are <laughs> well, red freaking hot right now. Well, well, we'll talk about Washington in the last segment, but uh, a notable thing about Windler is like he's, you know, shooting like 33% from 3 this year. That's way below where you need him to be at if he's going to 
stick in the NBA. Um, I, I, it, nothing has gone right for him, and that this happens sometimes, and it's a bummer. Um, he he's been pretty inconsequential, and that that sucks. And you know, you just kind of kind of figure it out if if you're the Cavs, and hopefully you can. You know, he gets right, and, and whether it's here, or, you know, somewhere else eventually. Like hopefully he can you know, find a place in the league, but you know, uh, it's, it's just tough sledding for Dylan right now. And I just, I'm very empathetic for, for what, how tough this last like couple years has to be for him. Yeah. It's like, not just, just a physical, just, it's not just, just a physical breakdown. It's not, yeah, it's not just the physical breakdown of his body. It's the mental breakdown. Like there's only so many times that you have to say like, okay, I'm fully healthy. And then something happens that sets you back three steps and you have to go through the entire rehab process again because he's having knee surgery. So he has to go through a rehabilitation process. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play again this year. Maybe we see him in summer league if there happens to be one, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Cavs just are leery about that and don't play him like the mental strain that it takes to having to deal with so many injury setbacks is tough but i guess the silver lining for this is and i'm not trying to be morbid here but having kevin love as a teammate does help too because kevin is a player who has suffered so many injury setbacks and so many injury issues especially recently with cleveland i think to have a veteran like that who can reach out to dylan and maybe just like kind of coach him through this and help him like see the light at the end of the tunnel when things seem their bleakest might be really beneficial for him too the, the other thing i'll just say is like there's also like a pandemic <laughs> Like he, he had his like rookie, his like what, like his like whole like world sort of like messed up because of COVID, as did everyone else. But like he like had that and all this other stuff. Like it's got to have just been like a surreal stretch of time for Dylan Windler. It really has to be. Um, it's just a real surreal time for any player in this league, but especially players who have to deal with injuries or like a major medical procedure, like the precautions you have to take to even go to a simple doctor's appointment, even even to get my vaccine, like there's certain precautions and safety measures you have to take like just temperature checks and masks i can't even imagine what the precautions you have to go through to get like an invasive procedure like that is so i don't know our thoughts are with dylan hope he has a full recovery after his surgery i think he'll be okay and everything will be fine and hopefully he has no more setbacks going forward and knocking on one for that one and hopefully he's doing better from here on out all right evan let's take one more break pay another round of bills here um, we we have some bills to pay, and first, uh, you're gonna. I'm gonna tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online. So Bet Online, I look, man, it's it's just one of those days. Um, I'm sorry, I keep teasing you. Please tell us about our wonderful sponsor. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, the Ultimate Fighting Championship—they're all in full swing. Evan, how much money would you have to get paid to go? I just need you to give me a quick number answer. How much money would you need to get paid to go to the sold out UFC event in Jacksonville, Florida this weekend? Um, quite a bit of money. Um, Jacksonville, first off, I feel like no, 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 no. I said quick answer and you did find me. Real time updated odds and props, almost anything you can imagine, including Evan's favorite, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for that bonus. Let me tell you about our other sponsor, Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. 
rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So, Chris and everyone listening, if you're interested, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NSO... The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConforna, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and all the news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. All right, Evan. Last segment. So here's where we stand standings-wise after the plane turn after for the plane tournament in the playoffs after Wednesday night's games. We're recording this at 10 p.m. Um, as we're finishing up our last segment here. So, what is going on, for instance, with the the end of the Knicks Hawks game and stuff like that? Is we don't know exactly. Those teams are obviously a little ahead of what we're talking about here, but there's still some 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 scores and stuff kind of. Um, out there, the Washington Wizards, um, who the Cavs have a couple games coming up with, uh, as I've alluded to, are in sole possession of 10th place in the Eastern Conference right now. That's obviously the last playing position. Cleveland is 13th um, right now, um, and, and still behind Toronto, behind Washington, behind Chicago. Uh, you know, ahead of Orlando and Detroit. The odds for Cleveland um, are still pretty low. Um, in terms of them making a real run here at the plane tournament, it's not mathematically impossible, but the odds are the odds are slim. And you know the the Wizards games just basically have become must win if if that's going to happen. Yeah, weirdly enough, um, this is now an even bigger throwback. Besides the 2018 NBA Finals being the most significant games in Cleveland Cavaliers history, back when LeBron and Soldier Boy had Twitter beef or not Twitter beef, but beef in general. Do, do you remember the do you remember the pizzas? Yeah, I do. With Papa John's, was that against Boston or was that against Washington? That was against the that was against the Wizards. Yeah. And I was I was in eighth grade, and my track coach for throwing was late to our meet because he was getting pizzas. So, for those of you who may not know, I grew up in a small town in Northeast Ohio. I will not share where. Uh, if you know, you know. Chris knows, but there's one Papa John's, and it's a hole of the wall Papa John's. It's probably the size of my bedroom times like two or three it's got a bit of a glow up since then but at the time it was a bit of a dump for those of you who also don't know papa john's had these shirts with lebron crying on them and it turns out papa john's was like a major corporate sponsor of the Cavs at the time and the papa john's got hot water for it it's not the first time this will happen for this company especially john shatner at the helm um and they made all their pizzas i think it was a large one topping pizza i should say instead were 23 cents um and there was no order limit last time i checked um I didn't go to it, but I had friends who went to it. But the line was several miles long in my hometown because people wanted 23-cent pizza. I feel so bad for those workers that day who had to put up with all that crap. 
absolutely insane. But- so, but to fast forward, the games with the Wizards are pretty significant, and we could say it's Papa John's Pizza level significant. This is the Papa John's Pizza series for the Cavs. How um, the odds like they they were like off the ringer odds when we saw them the other day. It's like point one percent chance based. I I did a little bit of number crunching on my own end today. It's like a less than one percent chance for the Cavs to make the play and still just because of how Washington beat Golden State tonight too. And like Chris said, their sole possession of tenth place, like they're in the catbird seat to lock up that tenth spot. So. Let me ask you this, Evan. When would you, if you're, if the Cavs are going to shift their philosophy and maybe change, you know, change rest patterns and stuff like that, and, and like maybe like shut some guys down or like be more cautious or whatever, is there a point where you would you would do that? I don't really know that there's, if there's necessarily a point. Like, yeah, maybe when the writing's on the wall, JB and his staff and they work in tandem with the front office and the. Uh, like the training staff and everything to figure out like okay players like kevin love or torian prince or even larry nance because larry has been dealing with some complications he lost 20 pounds recently it's still incredible to me he's back out there like yeah you rest these guys but at the same time i don't think that really changes the minutiae or the chemistry or the plan for this team um they're still young they're still gonna be scrappy i think sexton garland okoro allen that's your quartet the young quartet if you will like those four will be still there on a night-to-night basis they will play barring any unforeseen injuries and i mean you have like hart and sign and dean wade supporting them so that's six players there and then let's say love does play on some nights or prince or dance there's them as well like i think this Cavs team is going to relatively stay the same maybe we'll see a little bit of shift in minutes to the younger players which is a good thing you want to get as many young minutes or minutes to your young players as possible but i think the Cavs are just going to kind of firmly sit where they're sitting right now like they're just going to walk this treadmill until the end of the season and just kind of sit where like they're in that five six spot for record wise overall and like the grand draft scheme of things yeah I, i'm looking at the schedule and considering like what is what is left for cleveland um like it you you have some choices basically because like this schedule will remain frantic like you know it is not as condensed as it is for some other teams who like had a, a bunch of covid delays in the first half of the season but well two of the cleveland's some, games against washington were delayed because of covid well, so yeah, now they're like other, extra important right but i'm saying like other teams like had significantly more and and whatever um you look at the this is what it, you get to um in so we're, we're getting towards the end of april so you have a back-to-back Monday, Sunday to Monday. You have a back, but then you have a you don't have a backup back-to-back until May fourth and fifth when you're home, Phoenix, home Portland. Um, you have a back-to-back against Dallas and Indiana in in May 9th and May tenth, and then that those are your last couple back-to-backs for the season. In my mind, I kind of wonder if you those back-to-backs like if if one half of those are just like, let's just play Dean Wade forty minutes and let him start. Let's. Let's get Broderick Thomas rotation minutes. Like, let's give Jetty Osmond just like a chance to play twenty minutes or and stuff like that. Um, that's that's personally where I would probably go with it. Yeah, I don't think that's wrong, but at the same time, I just don't think things are going to change very much. I like I'm not too worried when the Cavs start saying like, "Oh, Kevin Love's Achilles acting up. He's got to sit out for the rest of the night," or or the rest for the rest for a handful of games, or Torian Prince's shoulder or ankle or insert injury here is acting up we got to sit him down or larry is having some complications from his rapid weight loss we need to kind of let him rest as well like i think the Cavs are going to find ways to rest players but at the same time i'm not too concerned i think we're just going to kind of see the same thing on a night-to-night basis i guess i don't know i'm just not giving it too much i'm not letting it live rent for free in my head as much 
Well, nor am I, but my point is, like, I just think, like, there's a point where you're going to say, okay, we're not going to make the playing tournament. Let's just, like, get guys reps. Yeah, and I think that's where I'm at, and I think it's just because, I don't know. I, th- I don't know when that's going to happen. I think after this Washington series, because I think the last time they played the Wizards, because I don't have their schedule in front of me right now, is April 30th. They play them this Saturday, Sunday, I want to say. Um, yes. Upcoming up, because they, they're in Charlotte Friday, and then JB will be back with the team. So they play them, the based on my estimation, that means the 25th and the 30th. They play Washington after April 30th, when they enter that May stretch, where it kind of gets really dicey for the Cavs. So they play Portland, Phoenix, Dallas, what have you. That's when you start seeing some players maybe get some intentional rest, and JB saying, like, okay, let's see what these young guns can do, because they got to start building for the future instead of uh, looking ahead of the next five, six games. I think that's right. All right, Evan, any final thoughts before we get out of here and, and let people know what's to come? Uh, no, not too much. Just a quick shout-out to our guys at Fear the Sword. They've been putting in work lately, and we're just really happy with the results. Um, Dave Zavak gave a compliment to one of our writers, and, you know, Dave is people. Shout her out. Leah. Shout-out to Leah. It's just gears are turning right now as I'm losing steam. So shout-out to Leah for all the work she does. She, ran, she is set up and running our Instagram account. So if you are on Instagram, you can follow Locked on Cavs at Locked on Cavs. And I think it's FTS underscore Cavs for the Fear of the Sword account. Um, That's correct. So follow, give that a follow, too. Leah's doing all the graphical work. She does everything for it and she's killing it and she is such a hard worker she has been signing up for almost everything possible whether it's recaps previews her own initial thoughts on things as well like she's such a huge help and shout out to our whole staff as well like danny cunningham too doing a great job um britty mollis's girlfriend joined our slack chat tonight so now we have to keep him in line but we're doing good stuff if you're the sword you should check it out yeah, we have a really great crew over there. Uh, Will Baptist, Will Cunningham, Nick Trezino, um, a whole bunch of other folks that are, are doing just really excellent work. And Danny's been a really welcome addition. And um, it, it's a lot of fun still plugging away over there for us. I've been doing this since like, college or whatever. But uh, also, as a reminder, Thursday, 6 p.m., locker room. Um, we are going to be doing our podcast for Friday via locker room. So Evan and I are going to be on there talking about the Cavs, talking questions, talking Kevin Love, draft, whatever you guys want. Um, come in, ask some questions. We'll, we'll record it. We'll go for 30 or so minutes. And uh, you guys can hang out with us, be on the podcast, and, and tune in. But until then, uh, subscribe, rate, review. Please leave us those five-star rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts in particular. If you had any issues today, um, apologize. There's something going on across all of Apple Podcasts with shows, um, but we thank everyone for listening. Again, Locker Room, 6 p.m. Be there or uh, get dunked on by Isaac Okoro, at least in your mind. Until then, thanks for listening. Locked on Cavs is your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast covering the latest news, rumors, and game action from the Wine and Gold. You can follow us on social at Locked on Cavs or give us a call and leave a voicemail and we'll answer your questions live at 440-673-3605. If you want to contact the show, email us at LockedOnCavs at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is by going to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving us a five-star rating and review. It's produced and hosted by Chris Manning and Evan Damerl.